We Will Not Be Tamed, a Texas Parks and Wildlife Foundation podcast that encourages all Texans to get involved in conserving the wild things and wild places of our state. Hi, welcome to the We Will Not Be Tamed uh, podcast, Texas Parks and Wildlife Foundation, the home of the wild things and wild places of Texas. I'm Matt Hughes, guest host today uh, with Stewards of the Wild and Texas Parks and Wildlife Foundation. Um, we are out here at the beautiful Powderhorn Ranch once again. And we have a very special guest with us today, Dan Ogo, uh, who is a 2021 We Will Not Be Tamed ambassador. And while he is our special guest, we have another very special guest, his daughter, Ursula Oko, who's here to experience Powderhorn Ranch for the first time. Um, Dan, I know that you have been out here before when they first purchased the property and the foundation was out here and TNC was out here. We're gonna get to your opinions here in a second about the property and how that's changed. But I wanna know, Ursula, uh, you know, you've been out here about 24 hours. You know, what's your experience been? What have you, you know, what have you enjoyed about the place? What are your first impressions of Powderhorn Ranch? Um, it's really pretty here. And there's a lot of like open wild space that seems quite untouched. And it's like right on the bay and on the water. And there's like, you can just have this background noise of the ocean and it's just very peaceful and pretty here. That's a really, really special property that we've, you know, helped acquire for Texas Parks Wildlife Department. Uh, Dan, you, you came out here in 2014, I believe, um, and now you are back. You know, what was your impressions then? What are your impressions now? And how has that changed over the last couple of years? You know, it's amazing that um, it would come down to how pretty this place is. I, I remember when it was uh, first acquired, how... Uh, much discussion went into the ecological value of it and the promise that it posed, uh, remembering back to the fact that, you know, we'd seen the BP oil spill and some other things that might have adversely affected the coast. This became a shining example of, you know, the promise of, of, of what remains on the Texas coast. And, I, and in the midst of all of that, what my daughter just said that it is such a pretty place and it's a it's it's it is a beautiful place it is a a, a rejuvenating environment to spend some time in and i think that it's really just an exciting property to be able to explore again yeah. talking about spending time out here ursula you got to do a lot of cool things out here what were some of, what were some of the things what was your favorite what, what did you enjoy doing while you were out here my dad and i kayaked out into the lake and we found a little sandbar and he fished off the edge and I just explored this little spot and there were a lot of really pretty shells and the landscape was pretty and I got to cast a couple times and sadly we didn't get any bites but um, it was just fun to kayak out and like explore. She's obviously into all this outdoor stuff. Um, you know, what do you what do you and your wife do to encourage, you know, being outside, being in the outdoors, and and you know, being involved in the outdoor spaces? We we've been able to enjoy the outdoors throughout our lives, and we it was important to us to pass it along to our daughter. Um, my my wife and I come from, you know, opposite coast. She's from Seattle, and I grew up on the East Coast, and. Uh, when we arrived in Texas, the third coast, it presented a new opportunity. And when we had a daughter to 
amplify that experience of discovering a new place and, and, a, and, and a vast, in Texas, a vast variety of uh, eco-regions and, uh, you know, almost, uh, I, I'm at a loss of words, but it's, it's just an excellent place to explore. And, and, and we didn't want to stop exploring. But we've uh, deputized Ursula to be an ad adventure planner and, and, and partner in this endeavor to discover what Texas has to offer. That's really awesome. Yeah, I, I have to say, I watched y'all, I helped you guys launch y'all's kayak, and mm -hmm. that was really cool for me. I have a three-year-old, and to watch you guys you know, launch that kayak and her paddling and you sitting on the front, like that was just really inspiring to, to see that. I hope that I get to share something similar with my daughter. She, my daughter loves the outdoors, and I hope I can continue to, to foster that with her. And, you know, Ursula, you, you and I talked a little bit today about, you know, some of the, your great memories in the outdoors and you've traveled abroad and you went to Italy. I mean, what are, what are some of your favorite outdoor memories, you know, whether, I mean, especially here in Texas, like what are some of the, your favorite things that you, you experience in, in the outdoors here? I mean, every year my dad tries to take me on at least one camping trip, which is a given because we have a history of camping for my birthday parties. And it's just really exciting to, our first original camping spot for my birthday trip was the Brazos Bend State Park. It's known for its alligator population, you could say, and there's just, it's incredible to walk by an alligator with its mouth wide open. It's 14 feet. I just have memories of doing this since I was really little yeah. and being so scared, but so <laughs> like bewildered about how majestic this creature is and how like terrifyingly beautiful it is. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we have so many great parks and so many great resources. I mean, it's amazing, and everyone knows a lot of our, our parks, right? Especially all those big name parks that we have, like Gardner and Big Ben. And you mentioned Browse's Bend, which I think is great because we have a lot of you know parks that people aren't as familiar with. And you know, as you're doing with your daughter, I think it's amazing that you're you know you're, you guys are challenging your family to explore our state parks. And we we talked earlier about the amazing outdoor resources Texas has. Um, that may often get overlooked, you know, from the, you know other parts of the country because it's it's Texas, you know, people ride horses to school and that kind of stuff, right? I mean, it, but when you come here and you you experience it, there are amazing um, opportunities and, and places to see and, and things to do. Um, you know, Dan, I, I understand that yeah, you're not a big hunter necessarily, um, but Ursula has shown some interest in potentially, you know, going on that. You you've had some interest in that. Right? How is that? You know, made you as a non-hunter feel and going through that experience with her. Well, you know, I I would I would say I am a uh, newly experienced hunter, perhaps, uh, but I uh, have you know been enjoying a, a variety of facets of the outdoors for a long time, and has certainly been on a few hunts, shot a, a few dove. I do a lot of fishing. Again, I'm not. You know, I'm not much of a hunter, although you can hunt fish, people say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would say that when Ursula said to me that she was interested, after I had been hunting last year, that she was interested in joining me on a hunt, I said to her, I probably am not qualified to teach you how to hunt. I said, I can discuss with my friends. I said, we need to look at, uh, you know, Texas Parks and Wildlife Accreditation we were able to, you know, work a situation because of, of a private property access. But um, the bottom line is 
she's learning a very responsible approach to uh, resource management, to uh, harvesting her own organic field-grown meat. We have uh, put a lot of sausage and venison in the freezer. It is a product of my daughter's dedication to learning about Texas wildlife, essentially. It is a resource in many ways. We both love to bird. We all love to hunt. Uh, not everybody in Texas, obviously, but in, in my family. And it has extended itself to understanding about shooting sports uh, and taking uh, a general attitude that, you know, the procurement of wild meat is certainly a, a birthright of anybody who is born probably not just in Texas but in the United States and in that act my daughter has uh, chosen to pursue something that is a, a again a traditional right and I you know I'm absolutely uh, feel like that's I mean I hope I'm not coming off as defensive because I think it's an authentic uh, intention that she is gone after yeah well i mean, it, I mean it's it's you know it's part of our heritage and it's part of you know going back to our earliest ancestors it, it's part of something and it's an educational experience and it's something that you know, i wish more people were you know open-minded to to participate in at least once to understand what all goes into that and Certainly. so you hunted mm -hmm. and how was that experience for you and you what was you know how did that all feel for you I mean, the reason I expressed interest in the general idea of hunting was because I am an avid meat eater and I've had the meat that my dad has brought home from hunting excursions that his friends have invited him to. And I felt as though I needed the experience of just harvesting my own wild meat for the purpose of like allowing myself to have this expressed interest in eating meat, I felt as though it wasn't fair for me to say, I don't like hunting, but I'm still gonna eat all this meat that was butchered. So as an experience, it was very eye-opening. Um, I remember sitting in the blind and I just was like, so excited to have this experience and it was just so interesting and I learned how to skin the deer and it was eye-opening and a good experience for me. I mean I, that's a pretty mind-blowing like thing to hear a 13 year old say. <laughs> I mean that, <laughs> that, uh, that's a very uh, mature you know way to, to frame that. I mean I think back to my friends when we were 13 and we definitely would not have framed it probably that way at all. But uh, I mean, I'm, I'm really you know proud of you and glad that you, you know, took that step. And you know, just for y'all's knowledge too, we have great partners like Texas Wildlife Association and the Texas Youth Hunting Program that offer great resources for for youth and getting them out in the field. And if there's anything we can do to help you know encourage that. We're we're definitely here to, to, to support absolutely. that. Absolutely, and I, I'd like to say that I, I I have every intention of enrolling with my daughter in all of the uh, hunter safety and hunter. Uh, qualifications. I think it's very important to understand uh, the entire uh, process. So I've, I've, you know, and 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 I think that part of that is having her learn from professionals who are trained to certify people in in hunting and and firearm safety and so forth. So that's great. I'm looking forward to that. And so, Ursula, today you shot clays. Mm -hmm. and you got two clays, Yay. which was pretty mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. So how, how was that experience for you in, in going through that kind of, especially with the crowd? I mean, there was 
20 people out here watching, you know, how, how was, what was that like for you out here? I mean, it was definitely different than sitting in a deer blind with my dad and one other person um, trying to hunt a deer um, because the target was moving, but there was still the same adrenaline and nervous excitement um, of having this chance to learn more about using a gun um, because it is definitely important, like my dad said, to have like know about gun safety, especially if this is an interest that's going to continue. And shooting clay pigeons was pretty fun, and the I got cheered for because <laughs> of the first one that I hit, and that was pretty. That made me happy. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Like, yeah, I'm glad uh, you might have a, you might have a uh, skeet shooter on your hands now. I would, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I won't complain. Um, so happy Ursula, to support that. Uh, you know how not just this experience and not just your hunting experience, but all your outdoor experiences. How do you feel that, that has shaped you in, in the decisions you're planning on making? You know, in the in the near future and maybe some of your longer term goals. I mean, I know again you're 13, and <laughs> but I know you have thoughts about you know who you want to be and you know what you want to do. How have how these experiences in the outdoors shape who you are? Um, I definitely think that since my parents have exposed me to this since I was a very small child, I want to engage others who might not have the same experiences I have in the outdoor like landscape. So I invite friends who have never been camping to come camping with me and hiking. And I, in general, just want to see the environment improved. And because it brings me personally such joy to like see this untouched wilderness, and it is so sad that it's slowly vanishing because we should really, I feel like future generations would really benefit from having that outdoor experience and on the path that we're gonna keep going my grandchildren might not have that same yeah. experience I've had. Yeah, it's a troubling thought, I'd say. Um, but, you know, having someone like you, like, it's encouraging for me to see that, right? It's encouraging to hear you talk and know that there is another generation coming up that cares about the environment, cares about our planet, cares about all these experiences, and wants people to appreciate that. And that's something that, you know, we challenge our stewards with and giving them the skills and just the population in general, right? You know. We want to give people the skill set to go out and enjoy the outdoors, but also respect and appreciate the outdoors and take care of them, right? So it's, we want them to love it, but we want them, we don't want them to love it to death, you know? Mm -hmm. um, you know, Dan, kind of same question for you. So what has been, you know, what does it mean to you to be, uh, you know, an, an outdoor adventurer, you know, uh, making a lifestyle out of that? Encountering the environment anywhere in, in public or a private space, uh, if it is uh, at all pristine, that means that somebody has employed some method of conservation. Uh, conservation can come from establishing a national park. It can come from neglect. Um, the way we evaluate the uh, environments that we travel through, the ecosystems that we encounter, is always a matter of uh, striking a balance between our, our, our presence there and understanding that we might have an impact and the fact that we get to, I, I think, you know, fundamentally enjoy. It's, a, it's an experience, it's an aesthetic experience to see an undeveloped coastline like we have here at Powderhorn. Uh, 
it is a it is a wonderful experience to be able to uh, investigate what the present day uh, uh, status is without uh, necessarily bringing a lot of uh, hectic urban energy to it, which is you know one of the reasons I travel and enjoy place, places that I like to go to is is that it's a it's it's fundamentally it's a natural environment and it it is it is unexploited beyond uh, what is a, a natural regimen of uh, wildlife interaction I would say so I I I, I love to uh, be able to continue to find those places and continue to discuss them and be able to write about them. So you you just got to go to Palo Pinto Mountain State Park and do a photo shoot with Jonathan and experience a state park that'll be coming online here in the next couple of years. How was you know what was that kind of you know that was a great experience and. It, it, it was a great experience. Uh, the Palo Pinto Mountains are a remarkable environment. It's almost 5,000 acres, I believe, of uh, you know rolling hills, uh, limestone creek beds. It's uh, reminiscent of the hill country that the classic hill country that we think of as, as you know cedar post oak uh, situation closer to central Texas. It is it is. It is there, and it is also connected to the cross timbers, and it uh, unfolds in a remarkable capacity. And it is so terrifically close to Fort Worth and the Dallas Metroplex that, I mean, the only problem is going to be, you know, how often people that live in that neighborhood are going to go visit because it's going to be a remarkable uh, resource for people that love the outdoors there. So you obviously have had a, a laundry list of amazing experiences, mm -hmm. Ursula. What you know? What's on your outdoor adventure bucket list? Um, I have been. We, as a family, have hiked, backpacked in multiple countries, and have been across the world doing outdoor recreation um but i'm really on my bucket list i would really enjoy going and exploring like the great barrier reef and hiking doing some backcountry something in australia because that island it's a massive uh land mass but it has such unique creatures, like the kangaroo, and they're just so unique. It just seems so interesting to go exploring there and seeing how that environment has been affected by different, like, environmental things. Issues, yeah. I mean, it is, the, the Great Barrier Reef is, you know, obviously at, at risk, and yeah. you know, it's something, something that we'll, you'll hopefully get to see in your lifetime. Yeah. Um, you know, so Dan, you, you're you know, kind of for both of y'all. I mean, you are out, we're out here at Powder on, on the Stewards of the Wild camping trip. And mm -hmm. uh, people who are listening, Stewards of the Wild is the Texas Parks Wildlife Foundation's Young Professionals program that, you know, encourages, you know, people that are post-college, pre-retirement, right, to, to get out and involved in the outdoors and, right. um, you know, and giving them the skills and the encouragement and a group of people that want to share that experience. You know, you've witnessed these individuals who came from Dallas, Austin, uh, and Houston, I believe, is the group that's here today, all come together and, and experience powder. What does that What does that mean to you to see 
a program like that kind of unfold? Uh, I think it's it's fascinating that the sort of, for lack of a better word, the dexterity between the different people and how they've come to your program, uh, and 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 it's I'm I'm pretty new to it, but it seems that there's a very uh, deep commitment to learning about the skills that are necessary to uh, enjoy the outdoors in, in a very broad way. Everything from camping, as we're seeing, kayaking, learning to paddle, uh, discovering uh, the variety of uh, you know uh, experiences one can have in a place. You can cycle, you can paddle, you can shoot. I don't know exactly how the agency will handle that, but you can uh, there'll certainly be hunting opportunity. It seems like uh, it's by far superior fishing for anybody who can come along this coastline. It's it's very pleasant while we maintain it here to have it have it. But you know it is it is going to be uh, someplace after they come back from the ice storm and everything. It will be some of the finest you know public access of fishing in Texas. So I think all of those things really. Uh, lend themselves to the stewards of the wild and learning how to both enjoy these places and take care of them, which seems to be the purpose of the program. Ursula, what do you, I mean, you're obviously, you're an outdoor enthusiast, but what do you, what do you think about the stewards? Is it a program designed for, for, you know, older adults that, you know, may have not had the opportunity to have the same adventures you've had to, to provide access for them? Um, I mean, I think it's very cool that they're not only trying to engage young people to teach them about how they can help in the future, but trying to engage people who are, have been around for more years than people my age. And it's very cool that people who are in their 20s and 30s are trying to learn about how they can help and are taking advantage of a program like this to improve their environmental and wilderness skills. Well, I someday hope you'll be a member of Stewards of the Wild. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, what are you guys looking forward to this next year? What, you know, what's kind of on y'all's uh, to-do list this next year? Um, I'm going to a backpacking camp in Washington State, and it's two weeks of kayaking the San Juan Islands and backpacking which mountain like where North Cascades the North Cascades so I'm looking forward to that I did a similar program in 2019 in Montana where we and a little bit in Wyoming and yeah and that was a very fun experience. It was mainly focused on backpacking, not so much the water recreation. But um, it's just for teen girls who want to get outdoors more, and it's a very fun camp. It's called Alpine Girl. That's so, awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. What kind of adventures do you have on the docket? Uh, well, right now, as, as preparation for <laughs> Alpine Girl backpacking camp, we're going to go to uh, Big Bend in May. Oh, uh, cool. I, I think this may actually air after that experience has been had, <laughs> but um, uh, the immediate future holds a, a trip to the South Rim. Uh, it's, it's, it's just, we have a window of opportunity, and it's one of my favorite places to go in all of the state of Texas. 
Uh, beyond that, I'm really looking forward to getting back to the Palo Pinto Mountains as soon as possible. Uh, I really think that there's some serious uh, exploring that needs to be done. I know that there's some birds there that are being counted. I think that creeks uh, need to be thoroughly investigated for the number of bass that might be <laughs> caught there. Um, I think I'm ready to help you with your research. Right, right, exactly, exactly. I invite, I invite Jonathan to come and document. And, uh, you know, onward. I th you know, I mean, we've been, we've been uh, you know, frankly, we've been cooped up a little bit this last year. And, uh, you know, any, any opportunity to visit a nearby state park, they're all f freshly open. And, again, I know this is going to be old news when this airs. But, I mean, Texas state parks offer a wealth to everybody in the state and people who might come to visit from the state from outside uh, a wonderful uh, panoply of adventure. Well, that's great. Um, kind of one last question I wanted to touch base on. You know, uh, we mentioned at the top of the show that you are a 2021 We Will Not Be Tamed ambassador. Uh, you know, why'd you agree to, to do that? Why'd you agree to participate in, in this ambassadorship this year? Uh, well, apropos of having my daughter with me today, I have to say that part of it is really has to do with bringing the next generation and I think it connects to your stewards of the little wild as well. I'm, you know, not in my 20s and 30s. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, and I think it's, uh, it's, it's outstanding to be able to pay it forward to the next generation. So, oh, you know, it, state parks and uh, public lands recreation is something that's, uh, again, fed my family for generations. And I, we're 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 have a first generation Texan here, but we have a commitment to uh, the landscape and the uh, enjoyment it affords all of us. So that's uh, basically where I'm at. Well, Dan, I appreciate you being an ambassador this year. I'm um, looking forward to, to working with you and, and seeing what you know how this relationship unfolds. And I appreciate you coming out here, meeting the stewards, sharing your stories with them. Um, I, I think it's been great. Uh, it's been a pleasure meeting you. Thank you. Uh, Ursula, it's been a great meeting you. I'm glad mm -hmm. you got to participate in so much stuff out here today. Um, you know, I, I think everyone has been really impressed meeting you and getting to hang out with you and shoot, watching you shoot clays. Uh, that, that was a really cool, really cool deal. So, Bravo. Um, Bravo. Thank you. Yeah. So thank you guys for doing the podcast with us. Um, uh, again, we get Dan Oko, Ursula Oko. Um, I'm Matt Hughes, special guest host of the podcast. And we will see you guys next time. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Brought to you by Texas Parks and Wildlife Foundation, We Will Not Be Tamed calls us all to appreciate the wildness of Texas, the vastness of our Texas spirit, and why we should be inspired to conserve it. Find out more at wewillnotbetamed.org.